This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. This is another episode of Who's There? A very good episode, I think. Wow, it hasn't even happened yet. I know, but I can tell. Okay. You know, we listen to all the calls. We know. There were so many calls. Lindsay, correct me if I'm wrong. There were more calls than usual over the past week, it I felt, think. It felt like a lot of people were calling to either correct our pronunciation of animals that we don't care about. Copy. Oh, copy. <laughs> or talk a of, about... A lot of zoologists. Or talk about them. how we've either celebrated or desecrated the, their homeland of North Dakota. Yeah. A lot of North Dakotans were so happy that we brought up North Dakota. A lot of North Dakotans were not happy that we brought up North Dakota. They thought we were slandering North Dakota, which we would never do. We need to just stop talking about people's cities and states, I think. We've learned as a lesson. <laughs> like, I I understand. I didn't know, like, people's patriotism. Can you call that when it's your own country? What do you, I mean, when it's on your, when it's your own city or state, what do you call it when it's your city or state? Like, local pride? I don't know. We got a call, a very long call that we're not going to play about someone running into Rita Ora at the Gramercy Hotel, I think. Mm-hmm. Rita was listening to music with her entourage through her iPhone speakers and smoking in a non-smoking section. That's so real and that's so very relatable. Rita, yeah. Very Rita. And at first the caller thought it was Kesha. Remember when we were in Park Slope and some song came out and we played it out of a phone as we walked down the street with all our friends? What was the song? Do you remember? Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, bon Appetit. <laughs> it was absolutely Bon Appetit. And we were all drunk enough to like be, try to make the best of it. Like we all Not that super it was... drunk. We were like just drunk enough and also 30. also <laughs> <laughs> We were just drunk enough and also 30. And so it was a little embarrassing. And it was also like 9 p.m. It was, we were like, really, oh, it's so late. We're tired. It's 9 p.m. or whatever. And like kind of drunk. But then we heard the song. We were like, oh, Oh, this is like maybe good but then everyone was just in denial together Every- it's funny watching a group of Katy Perry stands be in denial together when you hear bon I do Appetit. remember was was that the night that I feel I feel like Josh and I left early which is what I'm I'm want to do we <laughs> hopped in a lift first and I feel like you guys were actually out really late I was not we but we heard the song in between stops so we went from like a first stop to a second stop listening yeah. to the song on the street around I was like, like 10 I'm o'clock. not going to the second stop yeah I'm what's not new going to obviously the stop. and then we ordered a bunch of like expensive food at a bar that like should not have been still open and like went home later mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I don't know how we got here I don't know how we got here but it's really time for us to start the show <laughs> there are some really good calls I've already said that but let's play the first one hi Lindsay and Bobby um I'm calling because I was listening to your podcast about uh, who's representing cities and states, and I wanted to share a story of a who perhaps wrecking havoc on a city. Um, So I recently moved to Cincinnati, and here our our famous who is uh, Nick Lachey. He was born here and grew up here, and he is the um, official voice of the Cincinnati streetcar So whenever there's an announcement saying which stop is coming up, it's Nick Lachey's voice. But the problem is that this streetcar is a disaster. It keeps derailing. It never works. It's like never running because it keeps getting derailed. Um, There was one day where it hit a bus and a concrete truck in the same day, like a cement truck. And um, as recently as last week, it derailed and injured two people. 
to the point where people are wondering if the streetcar is cursed. And I'm here to speculate that Nick Lachey just might be that curse. Um, my uh, follow-up example is that the Lachey brothers own a sports bar in town called Lachey's. And um, it's a typical sports bar, except that on Thanksgiving, one of their employees was leaving in the morning and got shot in the face and lived, fortunately. Um, but it's just another example of the violence and destruction that the Lachey brothers have brought to the city of Cincinnati. Um, and I'm not saying that they're personally responsible, just that wherever Nick Lachey goes, you know, destruction follows. Uh, good for him, Bella Thorne. Thanks. Bye. This is this is uh, one of the best calls of 2018 so far. I can't believe this. <laughs> Nick Lachey. Nick, Nick Lachey is the voice of God on a cursed Cincinnati streetcar. <laughs> I'm like desperately trying to click on every link to try and find a way to hear the voice of Nick Lachey being like, next stop, Second Street or whatever. <laughs> but Did I, you read the story on Cincinnati.com? Um, is Cincinnati streetcar cursed? Here's what Bible scholar psychic have to say. <laughs> this is from... This is from just last week, but I mean, my favorite. But it's clearly so simple as to why the streetcar is cursed. Our caller has clearly pointed it out. It's Nick Lachey's it's voice. Nick Lachey. Some might some might say it's just a byproduct of our nation's crumbling infrastructure, or perhaps like n- not enough funding for public transit in but... Cincinnati. But it's really the voice of Nick Lachey. Yes, thank you. Uh, so my much. favorite my favorite part here is also Cincinnati.com's style is like so casual. I love it. Is the streetcar cursed? Heck, every other question has been asked about the streetcar of this past decade. Anyway, we phoned up a Bible scholar and a psychic on Monday to get a fresh take. And so, first of all, the Bible scholar, the Bible scholar's take is absolutely not. So this person, Jamie Smith, says, saying something's cursed is a way to make us feel good about something being flawed. Let's not blame God. The reason why objects are cursed is because someone didn't do their job, right? So the Bible, the Bible, the sorry, the biblical scholar is being very rational and is saying it is absolutely not cursed. Obviously, this person has not heard of Nick Lachey. Meanwhile, they also reached out to a psychic named Victor Peruta. Why? And and this is what Victor says. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I'm just gonna. I believe there are spirits involved in undermining this streetcar. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's an anger vibe. Both sides feeling very strongly in opposite directions has created bitterness and hurt. There is a dark cloud hanging over the streetcar made of energy and thoughts fueled by emotion. And I think the subtext here is that that dark cloud is being generated by Nick Lachey's voice. <laughs> I mean, clearly, this every, is wild. everyone is kind of speaking around what we know to be the truth, <laughs> you know? God, thank, call this, thank God this caller enlightened us. Nick Lachey's voice has cursed a Cincinnati streetcar that keeps derailing. So this is how cursed the Nick Lachey Cincinnati streetcar is. It derailed while it wasn't even in service. <laughs> oh, no. It was like, I, I don't even understand what's going on. I guess it was moving back to like the station, but it it was not in service and it crashed into a car. But the people didn't go to the hospital. I guess they weren't that injured. Anyway, this streetcar, Nick Lachey really needs to do something. They need to replace him with someone else from 98 Degrees, you know? Like who else? Well, his brother would be the other option. Who's oh. <laughs> also from Cincinnati. <laughs> 
that's that's pretty good. Like, what are the uh, usually one usually one is evil and one is good. So they, I guess, Nick Lachey's the evil brother. I think his brother's name is Drew. His name is Drew. Yeah. Yeah. What's really funny is Nick Lachey's um, bio on Wikipedia is lead singer of 98 Degrees and Drew Lachey's bio on Wikipedia is winner of Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Well. Um, Let's do the next. Let's do the next call. Thank you, caller. Great call. Excuse me, I need... Gifts for your family. Hey, aren't you... St. Nick, at your service. Yeah, okay. Uh, My son. Jared, 16, needs something that rocks. Wow, uh, and my daughter. Cindy, 14, star potential, Mm. needs a camera phone. And? Ken, your husband, loves saving money. This holiday season at Cincinnati Bell, buy one Nokia 3555, get three free. Wow, you're good. And you've been sort of naughty. I'm okay with that. Hey, Who Weekly, y'all, Lindsay, Bobby, whoever. Um, I'm actually calling this time. I actually have some, like, explanatory information. It's about the Dakota Johnson skunk thing, and I know that's not a big deal. But um, if you've ever lived in, like, the Hollywood Hills or wherever, um, what happens is, like, you smell skunk. And it's, like, not like you personally get sprayed by a skunk necessarily, although that did happen to me once. Um, usually what happens is like you get home and you get into your bedroom and you're like, oh my God, this whole place smells like a skunk. Like, is there a dead skunk like underneath in the like crawl space? Is it like, you know, whatever. So when you say you get skunked, it doesn't necessarily mean like you yourself personally sprayed by a skunk. It just means that like somewhere in your house, there's a terrible skunk smell and you're like, is something dead in my floorboards? Is it the dog? Is it the neighbor's dog? Apparently that happened to Dakota. Like that definitely happens where you're like, oh my God, everything smells like skunk. I'm going to have to like bathe in tomato juice, um, and then you're like, oh, it's just the neighbor's dog, and they go back to the neighbor's house, and your house smells fine. So um, anyway, totally lazy journalism, for sure, because it doesn't really explain if you've never dealt with it, like, but anyone who's, like, lived in the skunk-prone area, I guess, would know, like, oh, yeah, that happens. Um, you know, I mean, four times in one year, honestly, is not even that excessive. Um, maybe I just lived in a really garbage part of Hollywood, though. Um, clearly where Dakota Johnson also lives. Anyway, um, that's all um, really not that informative or explanatory um, and really not important, but just, you know, if you wanted some education about how it is when you get skunked quite often, um, I could clear that up. Anyway, good form, Bella Thorne. Thanks. So thank you. uh, (laughs) Thank you, caller, for calling in. I did I did actually reach out to um, Dakota Johnson's publicists and big surprise, they didn't write back. Uh, I didn't know at the time, but one of Dakota's publicists is Robin Baum and she's one of the most, I, I, based on what I've read about her, because I knew the name when I saw it, she's one of the most like sought after and kind of high powered publicists in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, this so morning Bobby was no... like, oh, I just realized what, I'm never getting a response from Dakota Fanning's <laughs> never, publicist on the skunk. Never, ever, 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 ever am I getting a response to this. So this call is actually really helpful. Um, I did not know this about the Hollywood Hills lifestyle. Thank you for assuming that I might know about the Hollywood Hills lifestyle. I do not. Well, I mean, um, I lived Hollywood adjacent, but I didn't even know about how often people there got skunked. It is like a nasty place. No offense. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, this does make sense. To be fair, we should have maybe understood this at first, but no, I mean, I don't. I, I, I didn't know that just being skunked meant you were skunked in the, like, the home, your vicinity was skunked. I mean, if every time I smelled skunk, I thought I was skunked, it you know, it would be a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just okay. saying. I don't know, like, yeah, what that okay. means about me, but, you know. Um, I think we can, 
infer what that means about you. Okay. Uh, Fine. This. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it smells like skunk in here, LOL. Um, uh, so that's really helpful, but it doesn't really change the fact. So if anything, this makes the Dakota Johnson story even dumber because it's like, if this is so commonplace in the Hollywood Hills, why do we care that she got skunked four times? You know? um, because she told the story on a late night show and a thousand tabloids wrote about it for no reason. It really does why. show that, damn, she is not an interesting person. <laughs> or at least chooses. Damn. Anastasia finally is owning her. She's like the boss. Yeah, a little she, bit. She's owning her power. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of one of the biggest reasons I wanted to make these films is because um, she starts off in one very extreme place and you see the the whole emotional intellectual and sexual arc of her becoming an incredibly empowered um, respected uh, and 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 or at least chooses to keep everything interesting about her close to her chest those ads for that movie that I'm definitely gonna see in theaters are just not. Is that going to be in 40X? Compelling. I, oh my, can you imagine? That would be amazing. The seats moving to the, to the fucking? <laughs> it's Is like, that good? Like the it's poops like an, of air in your face? It's like an action movie this time though. Like there's a kidnapping Rita yeah. and like other people get kidnapped too, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of violence. Next call. <laughs> Speaking of violence, next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm just finishing watching this week's Saturday Night Live and who is Troy Savon? He is just, oh my gosh, he's so adorable. I love his music. I love his look. He's like super now. I need to know everything about him. Please help. Good form, Bella Thorne, and yummy pop. Bye. So, um, you know how Bobby's like, I'm going to let Lindsay handle this one on like <laughs> bad things. Like, I'm going to let Bobby handle this one. Troy Savon is a vlogger slash singer that I've been familiar with for some time. He started off as a vlogger. He started off as a vlogger and like the gay the gay vlogger lifestyle is like very funny to me and some of my friends. And so he was one in a in a group of uh, you know, four or five gay vloggers that we would like laugh about and like have a little, you know, private chat. Does that about include like Davy these- Wavy, that guy? Yeah, not really. It's more like Connor Franta. Okay. Um, oh, man. And, you know, your Tyler Oakley's and your Gigi. But Gigi, we love Gigi. Hey, what's up, you guys? It is Troy Sivan, and I'm here with... <gasps> me! Tyler Oakley. <laughs> and today, we're going to be playing... Be a Punk! But Troy, aren't you 19? I am. So, <laughs> I'm going to be playing with... Apple, apple juice. juice. And Tyler's going to be playing with beer. Connor Franta was more popular than Troy Sivan a couple years ago. And then there was a rumor that they dated. And then Troy Sivan got more famous than Connor Franta. And so I haven't really heard from Connor Franta much in the past few months. Anyway, they both, they were both vloggers who started, like came of age on the platform. Like they both have coming out Like videos. very young. Right. Very young on YouTube. So What's when he know? decided he was going to start releasing music, he had always sort of sung on YouTube, but it was, you know, who doesn't sing on YouTube? I didn't really take it seriously, but his first album, Blue Neighborhood, with the U, because he's South African, was really well-received. I don't know how well it sold, but it was really well-received. It got good reviews. I was uh, too much of a hater at the time to really pay it much mind. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. So it's hard for me to be too objective when it comes to him, but I will say he released new music. Troy Savon must have 
really good people on his team. Um, he must have like excellent producers because I don't know how he landed the songs that he's landed, but he's like, he's getting good hits. Like they sound like he's like a gay male version of Lord, you know, like he's yeah. getting good hits. And this song, My, 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 which I assume he sang on SNL. I did not watch the performances because I couldn't do that to myself. My 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 is great. Bob Begrudgingly, like, I love Bob, it. This like this explanation is like so pained to listen to. Yeah, you're like every bone in my being hates this person, I but know. I have to. I admit. don't hate him. I don't. I don't. I really don't hate him. I mean, there's just some. You just sort of. It's it's hard not to feel um, frustrated. Who does he date now? Wasn't he? Like he doesn't date anyone. He was. He was. He was rumored to be dating Tyler Oakley. Oh, I should have mentioned Tyler Oakley. I don't think they ever really dated, but Tyler Oakley sort of OG gay vlogger icon. We've mentioned he him. He is one of them. He is one of the main reasons Troy Sivan is where he is. So he got the Tyler Oakley seal of approval. Yeah. Um, and they became friends and they started appearing on each other's videos. And that's one way to become a huge vlogger. You get the cross-pollination with Tyler Oakley and you are in like Flynn. And so in more ways than one, perhaps. So Tyler Oakley sort of put Troy Sivan on a pedestal and that helped amplify him. But I cannot believe that he was on SNL with Jessica Chastain. So Troy Sivan is like the like um, crossover YouTube artist in the way that um, what's his face from Vine crossed over and is now really big. Oh. Uh, young. Young. Uh, the, the, the guy. Stitches. Stitches. Yeah. Charlie Booth. Not Charlie it's Booth. Not Sean Mendes. Sean, Sean Mendes. Yes. No, that's a very, that's a good, that's a good comparison. So now you have these young boys God, these young men sorry they're not boys they're like I think yeah. they're of, yeah that are that are coming from these platforms and now we're farther enough away they're, from them having been on them to like almost forget that they had come from there right they're, and they're also like they, they were also they're young enough to be in maybe the second wave of YouTube stardom where people are used to people becoming famous on the internet, so yeah. now we're more okay with the transition. Like Bobby and I feel weird about it because we do, but if you remember, mm-hmm. just uh, Justin Bieber came from the internet in a way, yeah. so it's not kind of weird. And it was kind of weird. It's not weird anymore. It's not weird anymore. It's like okay, like Cardi B, like was came from reality TV, and everyone was like, she can't rap, and if she can, so you and know, who knows. She- she came from a reality TV franchise that wasn't known for making anyone famous beyond the reality TV fan franchise. Right. Um, he's going to be in uh, this sort of, I I think it's going to be a big deal. It could be a terrible, it could end up being a terrible movie. What movie? But it has a, an amazing cast. Boy Erased, based on that memoir about gay conversion therapy. Oh yeah, who's therapy. starring in that? Joel Edgerton is directing it. And he wrote the screenplay, but it's Lucas Hedges. It's Lucas Hedges is the guy. Lucas Hedges from Three Billboards, from yeah, yeah. Manchester by the we Sea. We talked about him. There's a woman, yeah. though. Who is the... It's Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman plays his, um, his mother. Nicole Kidman, yeah. Nicole Kidman is the mother. Russell Crowe is the father. Mm. And he's like a minister or something. And so they put him in gay conversion therapy. And then Joel Edgerton is the like leader of the gay conversion therapy thing. So other people in it are... Uh, uh, Xavier Dolan, who I've talked about enough, he's in and the Troy movie? Sivan, he's in the movie, and so is Joe Alwyn. So I don't know. I think Wait, those are Joy other boys. Alwyn, Troy Sivan, Joe Alwyn, and, and Xavier Dolan. Xavier Dolan in the same movie about gay in conversion. Movie Sign me gay. up. I, I'm in. <laughs> no, I'm in. It's gonna like. It's going to absolutely ruin my life. I think. But I will say. I will say. Um, this comes out in September, which is sort of 
I don't know. September's sort of a weird month. Like, September could either mean... Like, September isn't true award season, so I'm not sure how good this will actually be. But it could be. I don't know. It could be. Hey, guys. It's Anna. Um, I haven't heard the past, like, two or three podcasts because I haven't been driving. Um, but have you guys talked about Malia Obama's new boyfriend, Rory Awkward? His name just reminds me of Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Um, so immediately, like, I thought, like, Lord Farquaad is, like, a sweet character in Shrek. So, like, this guy's probably who. Anyways, I saw a picture of him smoking in front of her. You know, it's not polite to be smoking on the first daughter, you know. So I'm just, like, worried about her. So can you find out who Lord Farquaad is? Okay. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. His name is Rory Farquharson. He's English. He goes to Harvard. He was my favorite. My favorite fact about him is that so I think he's just from like a sort of well-to-do fancy pants family in England because he went to like amazing uh, schools growing up. Um, they call it um, posh over there. Thank you. Posh. Um. Anyway, I. He's just a. He's just an English dude who won. Where is this fact? He's it was, the son. It was about he's what the, he got. He's the son of chief executive of Insight Investment Management Limited, Charles go. fifty-seven and Catherine fifty-eight, a qualified ex- accountant. They That's live exactly in a one point like. six million dollar six bed detached mm-hmm. in Woodbridge, mm-hmm. Suffolk. Thank you, the son, for like mm-hmm. looking up their real estate earnings. Every photo of him at like. Um, at at school is at, he went to the rugby school. He's and he yeah. won he won he won most outstanding student in his final year of school, which means that he was like the best student. They quote they say academically and socially. So he was the most popular guy in school, and he was the smartest mm. guy in school. Every wow. photo of him is like sipping brandy, like with his like friends, his you know eighteen year old friends, and like smoking. He's and smoking. But also this caller did Obama not smokes. realize. Oh, Malia smoking in another photo with him. Right. They're both smoking well, at Coachella. If you recall, I think he or whatever quit, that but was. Obama smoked. Remember when he first... Yeah, Obama smoked. Not that it's okay. It's not okay. Yeah, it's not... No, it's not okay, but it's just like, don't act like, oh, he's such a bad influence on... on, on uh, Malia. Malia. Um, Malia smoking in photos with them, too. But, I love the photos of them making out. It's so funny. It's perfect. Funny. It's, it's perfect. So, we knew this was so, coming. It's so perfectly college. Like, she's... It's and, and it's and it's as rebellious as she will be allowed to get, you know? Where it's like, ooh, making out with a boy and smoking a cigarette in public. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um they the only reason this is this is everywhere this week is that we finally got very clear photos of them. They were out in New York for the They've first time. They've been dating for a while. They've been dating for a while. They've been yeah. dating since the beginning of the school year. But they were just recently out and about in New York and he was in this very flashy blue puffer jacket and they were like sitting on curbs and giggling and looking at each other's phones. There's not much else to say about him. And I mean, no one's really said anything to, to like Barack yet. Although there is a rumor that he just bought a house in the Upper East Side. So (laughs) maybe we'll be seeing this I'm sure he knows. You're like, no one has said, no one said anything to him yet. No one knows. No, I'm saying there's no like, there's no like fanfare interview where they're like, so tell us about the guy where he says coyly like, well, I'm, uh, she, she makes her own decisions. Like there's no dad quote yet, but there will be, there will be. And I love that this caller was like, it sounds like Shrek as if we haven't seen Shrek. We've seen Shrek. (laughs) Yeah. We're not that old. Okay. (laughs) We're not that old. I've seen Shrek. Thank you very much. Do you like his his sunglasses? The Vanity Fair story. They can't 
stop talking about how tiny his sunglasses are. Well, but tiny I think, sunglasses kind of are now? in. Don't you yeah, know they're, that? Yeah, they're stylish. Did you they're watch stylish. that um, episode of Kardashian where, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, no. I watched a few this season, but So I there's a really, one. so like, you know how the best part about Keeping Up With The Kardashians is how um, Kanye is like a ghost? Like, it's like they're talking yes. about somebody who doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's actually like really sad because it's kind of just like where is he like they're all doing doing all this wonderful family <laughs> stuff and Kanye's like not never to be found there's a part where Kim shows up to a restaurant with um Jonathan Chebin and yeah, yeah and she sits down and she's wearing like she looks like the Matrix like she's wearing tiny glasses <laughs> like tiny glasses and she's wearing like a leather a whole leather look and Jonathan's like wow like you look amazing like he can't say he like him saying a woman looks hot is so awkward he's like you look hot like you're sexy like Look at his sexy look. And she's like, yeah, um, Kanye like sent me an email and said that I wasn't allowed to wear big glasses anymore. <laughs> she's like, small glasses are in. He sent me like a vision board of only small glasses. So I'm only allowed to wear small oh, glasses. God. That's great. That's great. I mean, he's been doing that since they met. So I just course. love the idea of, of Kim in another room getting an email from Kanye who's like in another room. Being like, no more big glasses. No more big glasses. So yes, Rory is wearing small glasses. Next call. This is me was nominated for an Oscar, so I hope it doesn't ruin your week. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hi, Who Weekly. Boss Baby's just been nominated for an Oscar. Just thought you should know. Bye. I, I love both that. true, both facts. I love that this is like bad news for Bobby, great news for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all knew. I mean, there there wasn't much competition here. We knew Boss Baby would probably be nominated for Best Animated Film. People are mad that Batman logo didn't Batman Lego didn't get anything. But like, who saw Batman Boss Le- Baby? Who saw <laughs> of Batman course, Lego? Boss Baby got nominated. The Oscars are stupid. Uh, uh, the Boss Baby was a hit, so of course it got nominated. Are you this insulting? Is me Bo- is the this is me is the only song that like anyone cared about. From the movies this but year, but the good thing Asar- is apart that from the Coco Sufjan got nominated, so the so the, so the so the song race is actually interesting versus being just like this is us is going to win. Like now you have an actual it's, thing. It's interesting. And the also, performances are going to be interesting, and that great song from Coco. Also, everyone's like congratulating me on my boss on the Boss Baby nom. Like I love Boss Baby as much as the next idiot who saw Stoned, <laughs> but. Coco is like incredible. Like that's my earn. I'm putting my earnest hat Coco's on. Gonna well, Coco's, Coco's gonna, gonna win. Coco's gonna win, and Coco's incredible. Taking my earnest half hat off, Boss Baby is a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> Coco's gonna win, and This Is Me is gonna win. There's no shot in hell that This Is Me. Come is not on, you don't win. think Sufjan could win? No. Why not? No, because this the this is all that Greatest Showman has. They're gonna be putting everything into this. <sighs> they will do whatever it takes to make sure that this song wins again. And those fucking two, it's not like the Oscars. Pesek and Paul are gonna like make yet another piece of shit. It's also like not like the Oscars have a great track record for song like. No. Yeah, it's true. Remember when Sam Smith won? <laughs> when Sam Smith won over the fucking Diane Warren song from the. The Hunting Ground. Oh yeah, the f- amazing Lady Gaga song. Lady Gaga sings like the one of the best Diane Warren songs, and then and has one of the best performances at the Oscars of all time. And then they <laughs> and give then it Brie to Larson Sam Smith. hugs everyone, and they're like, and now to Sam Smith, who is about to say that he's the first gay person to ever win an Oscar. <laughs> no, thank you. Anyway, thank you for letting us know. I'm just so excited for the Boss Baby to win Best Picture. Like, I just, Jesus. I just can't wait for it to. No, it's not nominated for Best Next Picture. Call. Wait, it's not. <laughs> Lindsay, stop. Next call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and I just saw that Jesse J is a contestant on a Chinese game show. That's all. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. 
One of the reasons it's so easy to feel sorry for Jesse J is because it's so easy to make a Jesse J joke. So you can look at Jesse J on your timeline and it's like, she's in a Chinese game show, LOL. And yet on a service level, this is hilarious. Hilarious. But what inevitably happens with a Jesse J hilarious story is that when you dig deep, you will undoubtedly end your deep dive with, Wow, Jesse J is amazing. I mean, I spent maybe is 45 minutes watching this show that she is on. Oh, same. Thank you to the YouTube angel who uploaded it with, with English subtitles. Great show. Great show. It's a great show, and she is amazing. <laughs> it's called it. Singer. She has an incredible voice. It's called Singer, right? It used to be called... It's called Singer. It used to be called I Am Singer or something. I Am, I am the Singer, am or the singer. This Is the Singer. It's the, it's, a, it's the voice, kind of. It's... A, it's it's I, I I was still tr- I was trying to figure out the rules. I don't quite know that I got it down, but the main differentiating factor between this and a sort of like voice type thing the, the people is that are the contestants are all famous. The people are like respected, established singers. So it's not like she's on the Chinese version of the voice with randos. She's on the Chinese version of the voice with very famous like but Chinese and Taiwanese my singers. Thing by one little like sus moment where I'm like Jesse J, what you doing, girl? Is like. Uh, like, why is she the only non-Asian singer? Because the singers are all Chinese and Taiwanese. I don't know, but she is the first white person to ever compete <laughs> on that, it. But that, like, that alone, like, I understand they're all established, so it's not, like, totally embarrassing. But it is kind of funny. Like, you said this earlier. It's really funny. You said that it probably was, like, Jessie J didn't realize what she was signing up for. She was just like, yeah, like, let's make me big in China. Like, I'll go. I'll do whatever. Like, I'll perform there. I'll do a bunch of yeah. shows there. And they were like, okay, you're signed up for a reality show, show called Singer. And she was like, wait, what? Excuse me? It seems like she me? just sort of rolled with it. <laughs> yeah. She didn't really know what was going on and then was like, fuck it. I mean, they're blown away by her. They're all, like, upset. She's number one. She's, like, number one. She's winning. She's, she's winning. won both episodes. She's winning. She's won both episodes. In the first episode, she sang uh, Domino, which is her iconic single. Then the second episode, she sang uh, I Have Nothing which by Whitney Houston. Which is how it went viral because what's really telling is that like Jessie J has an amazing voice that people forget about because she sings crappy songs. Sorry. And so she sings this beautiful Whitney Houston cover that's like makes her sound incredible. It's so flattering. Which, as you said, the, you, you'd said she's sung that before. I've heard so her she's sing a part of it before. Like I know that she can sing it. And so she, th- this video goes viral because it's, it's everything we love in a viral video. Like Jessie J out of nowhere at a Chinese, in a Chinese reality show. And a beautiful cover of Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing. And it's and it really is it's amazing and they keep cutting to the audience and the audience is like on the verge of tears they're loving it no one in the audience had ever heard Domino before but they're trying their damnedest to sing along it's so it's so good and truly and I again not to not to copy your Ernest hat but I'm gonna put on the Ernest hat now that's the most I've ever enjoyed Domino with okay. this this amazing backing band what's the competition it's so good. what's the like your Ernest hat no but I I was always a fan of Domino I know I always I thought know. Domino Domino's was a great good. Song. Domino's good. I'm just like, I'm genuinely like really happy for her because 
I just it's, like that normal pop stars go abroad and perform on talk shows and, and do a great job and collect fans that way. Jesse J goes abroad and somehow gets roped into a reality show. Like, that's like, so oh, Jesse J. Uh, like that's you so said, Jessie I didn't J. realize this. The reality show was going to last for four It's months. until April. <laughs> She's stuck in China till and, April. Let me tell you something. Jesse J's not getting kicked off. Jessie oh, J I, no. is in it to win it, and she will win it. Yeah, I mean, she'll, she'll, but that's also problematic for me. Jessie J should not win. She she should not go to China and then win the Chinese reality show. It almost it almost seems like they. It almost seems like a publicity stunt on uh, this song's part, where it's like, you know what? Let's make the big thing that we get like an English person to win this year. You know what I'm saying is, it's very easy to make fun of this, but then you look at the 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 Wikipedia's for the other people competing on the show, and they're like famous in China. And I mean, they have like it's, it's really it's expansive. Truly, nothing. Histories. There's nothing more us than like immediately making a joke and then getting too deep into it and being like, "This is incredible." <laughs> I love she's, this. She's so good. Like watching her sing Domino on that fucking show almost had me in tears. Stop! No, but it didn't. It didn't. Let's it didn't. let's. Let's move on. I just like, I just like, I don't know what's happening to me, Lindsay. I, maybe I'm going through some sort of breakdown, but. I think so. Jessie J, I just love her so much. Next. I only like, I only like Jessie J Chinese reality show. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Savannah here. First time, long time. Calling because it's 11.45 p.m. And I've been thinking about Sugar Ray and specifically Mark McGrath. For the last 30 minutes. Um, my roommate and I are wondering if, okay, first we're wondering if Sugar Ray was ever a them. Like Mark McGrath was definitely, has definitely always been a who, but is Sugar Ray a them? Also, they're definitely not a them now. So if you were a them, can you, like, regress to who them? Or are you a them forever? I need to know. Also, um, SugarRay.com is worth an investigation because their bio is literally a novel. There's a section called Random Thoughts and I, I, that I haven't even delved into yet. Um, a lot of airbrush pictures of Mark McGrath and a message for Mark in which he's standing in front of a lot of horses. And it's just all honestly really troubling, but also kind of awesome. Anyway, good form, Bella Thorne. Well, what a night for you. First of all, yeah, you can definitely regress from a them to a who. Oh, easily. It's yeah. called like has been. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark McGrath, But you always though, have the them, but you then you have the them name recognition, you know. Which which is really kind of all it takes. Yeah, that's all you need. But the thing about Mark McGrath that I, the reason why I wanted to play this is there's something very special about Mark McGrath as like a post Sugar Ray band leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's that he has like done so much weird shit. Like Bobby described him as like, he's never said no to any opportunity ever. 
No. I mean... And, and it's like, but it's never not been... It may have been like a little embarrassing, but it's always been sort of charming. I mean, you know? this guy said yes to four years of hosting, co-hosting extra. Like, extra. Extra. Extra! <laughs> I mean, he... He truly, he was the, like, if I named you the shows that he has hosted, you would, it would blow, it would blow your mind. Here's one. Don't forget the lyrics. Don't forget the lyrics. Killer Karaoke, co-starring Steve O. Um, um, I'm not done. Um, Pussycat Dolls present The Search for the Next Doll and Pussycat (laughs) Dolls present Girlicious, which I think was the sequel. Um, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. What else? Celebrity Apprentice he was on. He didn't host. He also appeared on Celebrity Wife Swap. And that's, and the second Sharknado. What else could you want? He's just, he's just down. He's perpetually down. It's and true. And I think he must, he must be well liked. People must like working with him, you know? You're right. I mean, I don't know. it feels like he is not only down, but easy to work with and maybe cheap. He's the most, <laughs> he must cheap. be cheap. He's the most like, he is like VH1 come to life. He's just VH1. Truly. Just, oh my God, you're so right. He's totally VH1. He has, he who tendencies, I would still, I don't know, I'd still probably call him a them, though. Mm. He does hooey stuff, but I still think he's a them, because he never really disappeared. Sugar Ray is the kind of band where, like, you go to, like, your company's corporate party, and you're like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to go to this, and, like, Sugar Ray's playing. And Sugar it's Ray's like, playing, exactly. It's like you work for, like, a pharmaceutical company, and it's, like, mm-hmm. a Sugar Ray's headlining your holiday party or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, Brandy shows up and just sings The Boy Is Mine and leaves. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, Mark McGrath is just interesting. I mean, he what's probably the most interesting is that he co-hosted Extra for four years. <laughs> right? Like, that's really, that's a, that's a lot of years. Oh, there's a really great, I love that you, when you went to the Sugar Ray Wikipedia, oh, yeah. the photo of them performing is from them performing at some sort of Sex in the City, the movie event, because they're performing in front of and behind two large Sex in the City, the movie banners that say only in theaters, May 30th. And Mark McGrath is holding a red solo cup and they're all like, look way too old for this. And like, they're just jamming out to, you know, one of they're the two songs they're allowed to play. They've always had a good time. That's all for today. And I do want to wish happy, happy birthday to our senior executive producer, Lisa Gregorish Dempsey. We leave you with Olivia Newton-John performing at a celebration for Australia in New York. Happy birthday, Lisa. Uh, thank you to everyone for calling in. 619 Who Them. Never forget our phone call, our phone number. Put it in your phone. Are we in your phone? Are we on your speed dial? We better be in your fucking phone. (laughs) And thank you to all the callers once again. Thank you to One day we should um, just start answering the calls. Like, just turn off Do Not Disturb and just start picking up the phone. (laughs) And we have... And don't forget to listen past the credits because we have a caller you're doing amazing, sweetie, today, okay? So, don't forget. This caller is doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) Amazing. Um, And we hope you have an amazing weekend. Bye. See you Monday. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. You will drive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. Neil. Hey. Neil. Hey. Neil. Come on. Hey. How would you be famous? Is Dakota Fanning a gay icon? Bye. Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>